Hey there, everybody. This is Scott Grimes. This is Mark Jackson. This is Patrick Cox. You know, Justin the Ogre. Hi, this is Jessica Zor. This is BJ Tanner. You are tuned into the Planetary Union Network with your host, Lieutenant Commander Portis. Hi, this is Joe Quiggle. And I'm Michael May. And this is Planetary Union Network, the official Orville New Horizons podcast. Got it right two weeks in a row. You're on fire. <laughs> uh, with us today is Alan Thomas, who uh, like you reached out on, on Twitter. And lucky you did, because I didn't actually have anyone signed up. Hey, hey. But... Um, told me that uh, that you were a former radio dj so i expect you to sound way better than the two of us oh man all right now you guys <laughs> now you're setting me up for all right i'll try my best <laughs> you have a great voice alan oh thank you all right michael you want to get into it yeah so uh the episode is called domino and the synopsis is that uh so in the last episode uh, Machlis withdrew from the planetary union and this one kicks right off uh, with our worst fears as they go to the krill to form an alliance um, so I, I was not expecting this I was thinking you know we would just get I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but I wasn't thinking like bam okay here's like former um, allies uh, the Machlins now just getting right in bed with uh with one of the the union's biggest enemies um while all this is going on isaac and charlie have been able to work together to create an extremely effective weapon against the kalon one that weaponizes the kalon's own communications network um the only limits to the range of the weapon are the power source behind it so the bigger the power source the longer the range and with enough power it could actually destroy all of the kalon so this puts the union into a debate amongst itself about whether or not destroying all of the Kalon would be considered genocide. And they ultimately elect to use the weapon as a deterrent rather than as uh, just, just, you know, taking it um, into battle. They travel to Kalon one. They use it a couple of times to show what it can do. And they force the Kalon to admit defeat and agree to a ceasefire. But in a shocking move, Admiral Perry, played by Ted Danson, orchestrates a theft of the weapon and delivers it to the new krill Machlin Alliance, knowing that they won't hesitate to use it. Unfortunately for Perry, Taylor orders his assassination as soon as he delivers the weapon. The Orville is sent to chase down Perry and retrieve the weapon, discovering along the way that it's now in the hands of the Krill and Machlins and has been transported to a Machlin base where it can be connected to a massive energy source. Uh, so in the grand finale, the Union and Kalon join forces to destroy the weapon with Kalon primary himself going along to ensure no betrayal by the Union. There's this ginormous multi-pronged action sequence that we can talk about. Uh, but Kelly leads a team into the Mocklin base while the Orville and Kalon forces engage the Krill and the Mocklins in an air battle. We'll kind of stop there. We'll we'll talk about and spoil everything uh, kind of as we discuss, but, um, that's, uh, that's all the synopsis that I'll give for now. So, um, I guess the first thing to talk about is this Mocklin Krill Alliance. Like it was that a shock to you guys? Like it was to me. 
I kind of, uh, I, I kind of felt like it might've been a little bit telegraphed, but, um, I guess that could be from my closest to everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. You are the insider guy. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember, I've seen it twice now. I'm trying to remember if I was like really shocked. Um, I, I wasn't predicting it, I guess. So we'll call that shocked. but, uh, you know, it, it was as sort of called out later in the episode. It was it kind of made sense in a, you know, what is it? Ribbentrop, uh, whatever it was, the, the Soviet, uh, Nazi Germany Alliance. It kind of made sense in that mm-hmm. regard. Like, enemy of my enemy type of deal yeah it certainly made sense i I, my shock was just like uh oh crap (laughs) (laughs) this is bad like like i said you know when i was kind of doing the synopsis i i I knew that the maklas leaving the union were going to leave the union in a weakened state and i thought that maybe we would play with that a little bit um you know not really knowing like i don't know how I didn't know how this was going to be paced this episode, like these last couple of episodes, how much they were going to leave for a potential season four. So I just, I don't know. I just was not expecting boom. Okay. Now these two very powerful enemies are teaming up against the union. Uh, yeah. So it's so, so one thing I really liked there was, uh, you know, the Mocklins, of course, very chauvinistic male chauvinists. And uh-huh. they're all uh-huh. talking big about how obviously the only natural way is for them to be in charge. And right. Tilly is like, you got balls. So I was thinking, you know, chutzpah, <laughs> but balls works there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Literally forgot balls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like when that whole thing was going down, I was like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. Like, you know, because they are just such jerks about their, you know, their bigotry. Right. And they uh, said they take it back to the, I guess, I guess it was okay or whatever. We never really saw that, but. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take it back to leadership and leadership. Apparently it's like, okay, we need these guys. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. I just, I loved watching Talea manage them. Like, yeah you know she's she's a she's a good bad guy like she's (laughs) you know completely i don't know if completely evil is the right word like i really never know how to take talea but you know she's certainly not a good guy um but she is fun to watch operate for sure yeah i like um i like ed's uh line about it near the end contemptible oh yeah yeah right right i think that's a little extra kind of nasty kind of stank on it because he was personally betrayed by her like more than uh, once. So yeah. right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then there's the whole like kind of genocide question. And I just wonder, like, yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, an easy thing for you guys to kind of <laughs> pick a side on, or I don't know. Cause I feel like the show picks a side on it, but, um, but it, it gives the it gives the other side a fair hearing for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually one of my favorite things about this show that they've done with multiple issues is that you know they kind of maybe lean a little one way or the other, but they they show the nuance, they show how complicated these issues are, and don't mm-hmm. just kind of oversimplify into black and white. Right, right. Um, I'm. I'm uh... It's kind of behind the scenes. I'm a little uh, shaky because I, I was, as I was watching this, I was also wrapping up um, a rewatch of um, Star Trek Discovery, the first season, which oh, okay. deals with some of the same 
kinds of uh, issues as far as some of the same kind of themes as far as like fear and what we let fear motivate us to do versus like what we should be. Okay. I guess it's been a while for me since I saw that. So I'm not remembering what the parallel Uh, was. Yeah. The parallel is um, the uh, what to do with the Klingons at the end of that season. Cause they have kind of the the ability to basically destroy the Klingon homeworld and whether that's the right thing to do. Oh, that's right. Okay. I totally forgot that. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this is like, it just, it just kind of serendipity that I'm like watching that as I'm watching this episode too. Right. And just, I mean, that's a really cool, powerful theme. Very important to today. Right. That for sure, like, you know, and fear is such a motivator, uh, on both sides of the political spectrum, both sides kind of weaponizing it and using it. Um, and I just, I love these voices like the Orville, you know, saying, yeah, hold on a second. Like we still have like a moral obligation to right. do the right thing. And I think there's a lot of world war two on Seth's mind or the, the writer's minds in general, because mm. of course there was, you know, the um, novella that was supposed to be in continuity just before this one, that was about right. world war two. Right. And then he calls it out here, you know, the, um, there's multiple angles. There's Hiroshima, but there's also the, the alliance between the Soviets and the, the Germans, like we talked about. So there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah. And if, um, if everyone was able to uh, listen to or read the novella before that, you can just, you can, you can see how it was intended to build on that. Oh, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. 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 We should shout out. I mean, we, we just did shout out to the novella, but I, like I, I've listened to it on an audio book and, um, you know, that is that deserves a read or a listen like that sure. would have been a fantastic absolutely yeah. yeah yeah um i just read it was there somebody like from the cast that read the audiobook or just a yeah it was, it was bruce boxleitner who's oh, uh, playing okay. the um president right. president yeah nice okay yeah. and he does a great job does a great job sweet he doesn't do all the voices, but it's still a very great job. Okay. <laughs> it would have been a little bit weird, but I get to have him <laughs> right. try to do like Charlie's right. voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then Perry's betrayal. Like, I don't know that they, they kind of um, foreshadowed it a little bit, like kind of when they're talking about whether this was genocide or not, like he definitely had a, point of view that was different from ed's point of view i think it really stands out on the rewatch i did not pick up on it at all on the first yeah. watch but then on the rewatch you're like oh yeah he's he's yeah the hawkish I, one. yeah same like the the opening shot with him in it um when they pull tight on his face you can look at kind of kind of his eyes right he's, he's kind of putting that air across that that something is going on behind it right right and then, yeah, in the, their debates over it, he's the one who's just like, oh, we, you know, he's basically the same position as Charlie. Like, we got to we gotta seize our advantage, you know? Right, right. Um, which kind of makes me want to go back and, and <laughs> watch previous seasons and the previous right, season right. to, like, compare, like, his instructions to the crew versus, like, Victor Garber's instructions to the crew. Right. Like, Is know, he, like, a Patton type or, you know, yeah, MacArthur or right. something? Yeah, Yeah, it's always been something that's been in, in his character. Because it was a shock to me. And I've only watched the episode the one time now. Um, but um, I, I was, you guys are making me want to go back and rewatch Yeah, it. you'll you'll definitely see on the rewatch. Like, oh, they sowed all the seeds in there. Nice job. That's cool. That's very cool. 
Um, but I guess, yeah, RIP uh, Admiral Perry. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, you know, for nothing, too, because it was pretty much discovered immediately anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was cold. I mean, he could have played it a little better to be like, oh, what, what am I doing when I leave here? Um, I'm just going to go and pretend nothing happened. You know, maybe yeah. that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll extend a vacation to Tahiti. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, we got to see, I didn't really mention it in the synopsis, but before the Orville gets called in to kind of retrieve, uh, try to retrieve this weapon, um, there's an extended sequence when they're, uh, at this, at, uh, I think it's Kelly's dad's cabin. Is yeah. that who it was? Okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It was yeah. somebody she was related to. I, I think okay. it was, yeah. It was her dad's cabin. Yeah. Okay. Good catch. Uh, or it might've whole... been, um, like a family cabin. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely somewhere she talked about has, you know, spending some time at when she was younger. Um, but the whole crew is there. Well, not the whole crew. I guess. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, all the main characters are there. Um, and uh, we get a nice little duet between um, uh, Gordon and Charlie. And uh, yeah, boy, they harmonize really well. That was that was gorgeous. Yeah, I, I wrote in my notes here that, uh, you know, from uh, hindsight from knowing what happened at the end of the episode that uh it was nice that ann winters got to showcase her singing ability on the way out of the show right right um yeah i love that you know as, as you know music is important to uh to seth mcfarland Big and time, i yeah. love how he's given all of the, the cast members who want to it seems like you know the opportunity to sing on the show you know yeah and he really let the number go i mean i think they they showed the whole song didn't they yeah i think it was season. yeah yeah. something that uh, they had the luxury of um right on streaming that they wouldn't have otherwise but yeah. yeah i've been you know i've seen some people complaining the episodes are too long i think it's a lot of it's in your framing like to me it's sort of like instead of the old star trek we get a movie every three years or something we're getting a movie a week here for 10 weeks <laughs> yeah kind of thing, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i don't i don't see the issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, all I good um yeah, I was thinking about that too, just especially like this episode. This is, this episode is very cinematic. Totally. Um, and uh yeah, it's almost it, it is like um you know, each episode is like a movie and um it, it the season it's got a different feel to it because of that. Like it doesn't feel as right. um and, and this is neither a, a positive or a negative thing is just different from the previous seasons, but it doesn't feel as kind of like, you know, episode of the week or, or, or you know, like planet of the week, sure, kind of, yeah. you know, thing it's um, uh, even those, the episodes, you know, some of the episodes are more connected to each other than others, but they all feel kind of monumental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the, uh, the epic, bi- uh, pardon me, the epic battle, um, Brandon uh, Fayette was, Given the instruction to top identity. Uh, okay. Is that, is that like the head of the SFX department or something? VFX. Yeah. VFX. Okay. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that was the, uh, that was the goal. Top Boy. identity. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And I nailed it. Yeah. Um, I love the two pronged kind of attack with, you know, Kelly kind of, uh, and I also read somewhere, somebody kind of compared it to like return of the Jedi where you've got like the, <laughs> yeah you know, the commando team kind of on, on the surface kind of 
trying to infiltrate this base and then you've got like the space battle or the, in this case an air battle right well know? i've got in my notes now for the star wars portion of the evening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah something that felt like a trench run for sure for but, sure big time yeah, yeah yeah um but i love how they don't actually succeed at the trench run yeah that's interesting i, I was you know kind of slightly puzzled about that like they didn't achieve anything is that right but then it didn't yeah didn't yeah. like matter or something that's kind of odd yeah the shielding was too strong or something for yeah. the weapons that were on yeah. the pterodon if only I they mean, could find an exhaust port right that's yeah awesome. right which I, I love that because it you know you can't always have an exhaust port like that right. starts to get a little bit tropey right right but and, they did they did do a thing with with uh bordas that was reminiscent of like showing the exhaust port it was like to of here's how we're going to get into the place and the way the plans were laid out was very reminiscent of that whole kind oh, of for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that was the plan. And then when it didn't happen, you know, that, that leads us into what Charlie has to decide to right. do at the end, because hers is like the hail Mary solution that, you know, right. nobody yeah. was planning for. So, um, but man, like the, I love the dogfight stuff. It was cool to see Lamar uh, in one of the pterodons. Like I knew that we were going to have, gordon there um, did, did we know that lamar was like a talented pilot I, I, I mean he started off the first season at the helm oh that's right so, okay you're right yeah but that makes him more of a navigator right than a I, so yeah it was yeah. it was a surprise to me yeah and i yeah, guess no. you know yafit and those other guys are going to hold it down in engineering if they mm-hmm. need to you know do a a call like to Scotty, like we've got to have more power or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it all I got. <laughs> yeah. They may have had, um, when the, uh, when the union introduced the Terradon, they may have done like a select crew training on it or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But, Makes sense. You know, no one's, no one's the, uh, the, the fighter pilot that Malloy is, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> and the, the top gun maneuver he did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I've been noticing. The fly right by. Right. Did you guys notice that's two episodes now where they've done that maneuver where it's like, okay, you know, hit the brakes, get behind them, and everything. And then I was wondering, like, well, wait, why aren't the other guys doing that too? It should start getting like one of those <laughs> Olympics, like you know, track <laughs> cycling things where everyone's trying to go as slow as possible to get everybody in front of them. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's just that's a that's a maverick move. Not everybody can do that move. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know, anything else from the the big action finale that you guys want to call well out? i yeah i wanted to call out like um the shot where kelly pops up with her helmet on was totally badass mm-hmm. well shot just looked really cool i like yeah, how I the oh. go ahead joe sorry i i like how the um the suits from the shuttle uh match their um department as well oh Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, Kelly's was blue um, or had blue accents. Ah, um, okay. Tala's had red accents. Yeah. Fancy. Nice. But jetpacks, man. I was not, I was not predicting <laughs> jetpacks. That was so cool. That was slick, yeah. Um, yeah, well, if there's nothing else on the on the big thing, let's just let's talk about Charlie's decision. Yeah. Yeah, that was intense. I uh, like I, you know, I assumed that she was on some kind of journey and we've already seen her, you know, make some strides, uh, particularly with Isaac and, uh, um, you know, as, as the 
the season has progressed, but um, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, certainly wasn't expecting her to sacrifice herself. Um, I wasn't no. expecting, uh, you know, K-Line primary to, to be there to witness it. And like, I don't know, like this, this whole thing just came out of nowhere for me in the best possible way. Yeah. Like I was not predicting any of this. You mentioned the Kaylin primary seeing it. That was one of my favorite parts about this episode was the way um, it was kind of just woven into the episode, like multiple times he would sort of, you know, throughout the episode kind of cock his head and look like, mm-hmm. Oh, you guys aren't trying to enslave us. Oh, you're not being totally mm-hmm. ruthless. You're being selfless. What's going on? I, you know, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't really understand what these humans are about. These biologicals, as you would call them. Right. Yeah. The, the observations that, that Kalon primary was making throughout the interactions was, was kind of telling that, uh, you know, yeah, you kind of got our balls in a vice, I guess, right. but that was, um, but still, you know, left it, uh, left some room for possibility. It's amazing how much he can convey just by cocking his head a little this way and that. Yeah. 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 Um, Mark, uh, in um, season two, I think it was put on a, a Kalon school. Oh, right. Uh, for everyone okay. who was, uh, who, who was going to be a, you know, playing a Kalon on screen. Right. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, he, he did the whole, the whole thing with the, even down to the hand movements and, and subtle, subtle head, head cocking and turns and things to, uh, that's, that's to portray awesome. and convey emotion and as a otherwise emotionless being, you know, earlier in the episode, um, I had been thinking, I don't know if this crossed you guys' minds at all, but I'd been thinking that when, is it Admiral Perry? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. That when he had his Confederates, uh, stealing the, the weapon, I thought maybe these were like, um, Kalons with the kind yeah. of, you know, the skin suit or whatever you call the, the projection. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, but I should have known that they would have been, you know, they would have been more like still doing those kind of movements and stuff. They wouldn't have been able to act as smooth and human as they did. So yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And um, the the first guy that they that they focus in on, um, a couple of times he sounds like he's you know, speaking with a kind of a Kalon cadence. Oh, a little robotic. Okay. Um, so it, it had me, it had me tripped up for a little bit. Maybe they're kind of trying to sow some doubt as to what was yeah. going on. Could have been. Yeah. 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 That thought crossed my mind as well, Joe. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kalon primary definitely got to kill some biologicals there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's so crazy how, you know, my allegiances have shifted, you know, who I, uh, you know, in, throughout the season, like who I'm rooting for, like which groups of characters that I'm rooting for, like, you know, yeah. our way through this, I was like, I, I think really as soon as Kaylon primary said, you know what, I'm coming on this mission. I was like, okay, he's, he's there for a reason. Like we're going to, something's going to happen here. And, uh, and I, was I thought he was going to sabotage it or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was out for his own, Sure, yeah. as he should be. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I got on board with the Kalon <laughs> joining the union pretty quickly. But just again, just I didn't expect everything to happen as quickly 
as it did. Like we got so much packed into this episode. Yeah, big time. I'm here for it. Like I just, I really, I love the idea of the Kalon joining the union, and now we've got like the Kalon and, and the union, um, you know, versus the Mocklin and the Krill. Like that's that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Mocklins, I wanted to call out the uh, Mocklin scientist. Now we've never seen him before, have we? No, I don't think okay. so. I thought he was really good. Like, you know, in a, a small part, he he was kind of like, he seemed a little different from many of the Mocklins we've met, but mm-hmm. something about him seemed just right for that role. Like he's still, you know, he's he's not like, he's still masculine, but kind of in the more scientist kind of way. He just had a individuality about him that I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, I agree. I, I picked up on that too a little bit. He, without really ever saying it, there's no dialogue that supports this, but I just kind of got the feeling like that he wasn't a hundred percent on board with what they were doing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He certainly didn't seem like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, the stereotypical, like ruthless mad scientist or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 He, like what he did was basically under threat of, well, probably execution. Right. Right. Yeah. Like he had no choice in it, whatever, yeah, whether they threatened his life or not. Like, he was under orders that he was not he had no uh yeah he had no choice he's deep he's deep into it yeah right right um but i don't know i just i thought i got picked up a little bit in his performance that that suggested that maybe he wasn't completely um uh committed right well you notice i think a good support for that is that when he explains well you know it's it's too late i can't take it back you know he kind of just comes across like you know he's quite different from talea who's like you're too late you know like really (laughs) yeah hamming it up and he's just like i i can't i don't know what you want me to do you know yeah 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 he was more resigned instead of defiant right um yeah, so another big development this episode, speaking of Talia, like she's captured at the end. So the uh, the leader of the Krill people now in Union custody. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> um, with uh, her and, and as daughter being a dangling plot thread, like I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, what the heck is left for for the, the final episode here? <laughs> Rescue could, mission, maybe? Yeah, like maybe like that's like, you know, which badass. Like, give me I would love for that. I would love that. Like, I don't know if they're me like too. trying to wrap up everything, but you know, it, right. just in case there's not a season four, but um it seems like they are. <laughs> so yeah, like rescuing Ed's daughter might be the the last thing. Well, Joe, you're the insider. What's your sense? Are we, you know, looking you know, good 50, 50, you know, 25, 75. What do you think? <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, the, the only thing that I know about this is from the, um, uh, from the, from the teaser preview. Okay. So just like everybody else, I actually don't have any inside information right. okay. on this episode. I mean, as, but, as uh, far as the, you know, the chances of getting another season, I feel like it's a good sign that they put it on Disney plus, but right. you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's on Disney Plus as a, you know, in addition to Hulu, so it's in both right. places. Um, yeah, I mean, my daughter, my twelve-year-old daughter, like knows I watch the show. She's seen a couple episodes with me, and um, but she, you know, she's a big Disney Plus fan, and and she was perusing it on her tablet or whatever, and all of a sudden looks up like, hey, you know, the Orville's coming to Disney Plus, so they're clearly promoting it and stuff. That's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it's. I think it's a good thing. Um, 
whether it stays on on Hulu in a season four or goes to Disney Plus as an exclusive there as well. I mean, it's on Disney Plus basically everywhere else on the planet. Right, right, yeah. But um, I don't care where it goes as long as they make another season. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the response to this season, uh, they, they've got to do something. Uh, whether it's whether it's a new season or a, or a movie to bridge the gap into another season or what, but you know there's there's got to be more content one way or the other. Yeah. So like it's you don't think we're just in kind of you know one of those echo chambers where we think everybody loves it because we're so into it, but you think <laughs> that it really is catching on. Um, I, I've seen around some some new 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 hype around it from okay, nice. areas that I didn't see before. Awesome. Um and there's been some derision too because of just the way the show is and I think it I think it's moved from Fox maybe uh dropped the veil a little bit from some from some uh people but I don't right. Um, any other favorite moments, uh, of the episode that you guys, yeah, I definitely, I've, I've one more in my notes, which yeah. is, uh, when Isaac said the biologicals are worthy of preservation, they are my friends. I got real choked up. I mean, I, I did when Charlie sacrificed herself too, but actually mm-hmm. the, that, that statement from Isaac really got me. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling it. Just the whole last mm-hmm. bit of this was, you know, I, I, yeah. This this season has been pretty emotional, and uh, this <laughs> and episode. I I believe that Isaac does have emotions. I mean, that's a debatable point, but you know, not like when he had the the chip or whatever you want to call it, the rewiring. Yeah. But but I don't know how they can be his friends and you know say things like that if he doesn't have emotions on some level. Yeah, I mean, Claire believes he does. Like right. she, he, you know, it's he doesn't experience them the same way that we do like it, it's all kind of you know he defines it all in terms of programming and right you know but the end result seems to be the same right? and i think it's you know something too that he tries to play down because he's almost embarrassed of it or something mm. you know? yeah that's an be. interesting that's an interesting theory i like that joe what's your uh what's your trivia spoil away for me i don't care <laughs> okay <laughs> so um, because he's so heavily featured in this episode, Kalon Primary. Kalon Primary is played by an actor named Graham Hamilton. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Graham happened to also be the performance artist and stand-in um, for Luke Skywalker in the Book of Boba Fett episode from the from the Desert oh, Comes a Stranger. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't the one that you know when they initially did it in The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. It was another actor, but um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's getting around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I don't. Guys, yes. Have any theories about next episode? Other than maybe- so something, something major as far as ceremonially major happens because I know Michael, you don't do the whole spoiler thing. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but, we're close but, enough right now. I just, just give it to me. I don't care. But, um, <laughs> I, at least in the, in the trailer, you've got, you've got Mercer 
and Grayson wearing dress whites. Oh, okay. Um, and also what looks like Bordas next to them in dress whites. You only see part of them. And this but, isn't um, a funeral kind of a deal? Don't think so. No, they okay. look too happy. Ah, okay. Okay. And we already had Charlie's funeral. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I do hope that they had funerals for all the other people that got killed. We saw oh, yeah, absolutely. Stuff getting blown up left and right. But Right. Yeah. Um, so so something something of a ceremony level hmm. happens. Um I don't know what, okay. <laughs> but they do uh they, they do pan down and make a moment of what looks like uh it may be them holding hands eventually. Hmm. Oh. So oh. I don't know. Like a remarriage or something. That's yeah, what you're who knows? It may be that, it may be I I don't know. I mean, just based on what you're telling me, because I hadn't seen this before, but just kind of spitballing, uh, seems maybe also like possible with all the, the wins that, uh, you know, that, that they've gotten that we could be, could be seeing like promotions, maybe like Kelly's going to get her own command or I don't know. Could be, yeah, it could be that it could be a, could be that ceremony or maybe, um, maybe Tala and. And Lamar figure out how to <laughs> how to make like, that work. He needs like an Iron Man suit, or, <laughs> or may, um, you know, maybe it's uh, it could be Yafit's uh, you know, mitosis. Oh right, yeah. I guess if they are going to have more, sadly, they're going to have to figure out something with Yafit, like yeah, some right, kind of- yeah. Make him a captain. Give him his own ship. There you go. <laughs> I know a lot. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of things I've read have been the obvious thing where everyone's like, "Well, he's done it before. Get Adam Carolla to do to step in for for Norm Macdonald's." Oh, does he character ever get- because he played Death in Family Guy? Oh, okay. I didn't know but, anything about that. Interesting. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't know if that if that works twice or not. Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to the next episode. I, you know, now you got me hoping for a wedding, but they, they, they have to do a lot to, uh, to, to sell that. But yeah, I, I mean, they're they, packing these episodes up with stuff. So that could happen. They laid a little bit of groundwork. Like um, after Ed comes back from Krill, he talked about, you know, how he, he misses his daughter already. Is that weird and everything? And, and they sort of talk about how, you know, a little bit wistfully about their not having kids. And then they yeah. hold hands and go to breakfast. So kind of yeah. seems like maybe there's some little bit of sparks or fires starting to burn there. Yeah. I have not stopped shipping them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Malloy got, you know, figured out the, um, figured out the, the relationship goals of, Oh man, I'm losing my mind. Um, <laughs> Topa of the tongues. Oh right, yeah. So it's not it, them, probably. Yeah, he figured it out more slowly than everyone else in engineering. But yeah, he did yeah. eventually. <laughs> there was a scene where Topa was standing with um, Marcus and what's the younger kids? I can't remember Ty. either. Ty. Ty, right? Where they were throwing that ball around? You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, and, and on a bridge, I think a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there was just for a second, I was like, "Hmm, Marcus oh, and Popa. Yeah. I wonder if that could be a thing." A little more age appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was surprised they didn't like play that out more as like, you know, she just was a little embarrassed, accepted it. And then it was never really an issue after that. I thought they were going to go more into something. Yeah. That did. They didn't really follow that. Yeah. They buttoned it up pretty nicely. Like he, he kind of gently told her how it was and she seemed to be okay with it. Yeah. She's pretty mature. She is. Yeah. She's great. The one random thing that was going through my head whenever um, they were standing there on that, uh, on that bridge was whenever. So when Marcus has his, has his lines, I was thinking, um, I was thinking back to when we had BJ on the show Mm -hmm. and uh, remind me who BJ is again. BJ Tanner is, is Marcus. He plays Marcus. Oh, okay. Um, so we do the thing where, uh, it's the sizzle reel that we have at the beginning of the, um, beginning of these podcast episodes mm-hmm. and, um, just hearing BJ's voice, like, <laughs> like dude's grown up a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What, speaking of stuff like that, what is the deal? Have they ever explained what's the deal with Topa? Like why she's so seemingly older than you know, how much time has elapsed? Like, I guess Machlin's grow faster or something, but hopefully they don't die faster also. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... I feel like they addressed that at some point, either in late season one or early season two. I think it just mature. Really quickly, okay. Yeah, Yeah, slightly accelerated to a point. Okay. Because at one point Kelly says, oh, you're as mature as someone twice your age. And I'm like, you mean someone who's like six? <laughs> yeah, which is also what makes it made it a whole lot weirder with the the Malloy thing. Right, right. You're like three. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you flip it around the other way, it also seems like maybe another year or two, he's gonna she's gonna be like fully, you know, True. adult or whatever. True. And, yeah, she'll be in her twenties <laughs> next season. <laughs> yeah, and we find out that that Bordis and Clyden are like ten. Right. (laughs) (laughs) One, I guess one more, you know, ball that's in the air. um, You just reminded me of by mentioning Bordas and Clyden is clearly they're, you know, last episode trying to set up some kind of love triangle with Kelly and, and Bordas Mm. and Clyden. So that might play out. Yeah. I Yeah. Which actually makes me not want to get her back together with Ed so quickly. Cause I would love to see more of like, that trend. yeah like, i think that's really interesting yeah that could get kind of sticky for sure yeah yeah all right joe all right yeah so um season three finale august 3rd just a little over two days from now yeah um <laughs> the episode is titled yeah yeah it did it's it's sweet, but man. <laughs> so hopefully more hopefully more later. But uh as the episode is titled, Future Unknown, it mm. really is unknown at this point. <laughs> anyway, for uh we touched on it a bit earlier, but for US fans, um on August tenth, you'll start being able to see this in its entirety on Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, and, uh, Alan, um, you, you got something to plug, right? Yeah, that's the, that's appreciated guys. Yeah. I have, uh, 
another podcast I've been doing the last few weeks called Songs of the Years on Spotify. And uh, basically each each week we do um, one year in music and I just count down my top 10 favorite songs of the years, oh, uh, songs of that year and uh, talk a little bit about the current events and the culture of that time too. So, so far we've done 63 through 67 and this week we'll be getting into 1968. So you can find me on Twitter at songs of the years and on Instagram at songs dot of dot the dot years. And, uh, then, you know, you can follow the links to the podcast from there, man. That is so up my alley. I'm okay. All right. Well, I'm expecting <laughs> you, know, you to listen then, Michael, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big music fan. I'm a big chronology fan. Excellent. Excellent. Like a perfect intersection of my interest here. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so you've already got one new follower. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, Michael. All right. So um, as far as our social media goes, if you're not already, you can follow us on Twitter at planetary underscore union. We are on Facebook at planetary union network. Just search for us there. You'll find us. Instagram is planetary union network, and you can head our website at planetaryunion.net. So thank you again, Alan. It was really fun talking to you. It was a joy having you on. This was a total blast. I'm, I'm here for you. Any guys, anytime you guys need me. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, on behalf of Alan and Joe and myself, see you next time. One last time. Unk smash. (laughs) (laughs) Unk smash.